Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast, soon to be called Rare Birds. And this is podcast episode number 92. My name is Joanna Hamilton. I am the founder and CEO of Rare Birds. And today, the special guest joining me is Miss Jennifer Beaumont White. Hi, Jennifer. Hello, Joanne. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine, actually. Um, it's very, I think I'm being a rare this morning because I don't normally get up this early. I'm actually in San Diego and um, on a, like a three months trip and uh, getting up at uh, this early in the morning is not normally me, but I'm so excited about this interview um, and being able to speak to you. I'm, I'm really buzzed up. So thank you very much. I know, and thank you so much for getting up so early. You are all, you're usually in London, but this time around in San, you're in San Diego, and our time differences are so massive that we both yes. had, we had to compromise a little bit to make this work. So I do appreciate you getting up. Uh, I think it's a little bit after six, maybe quarter after six in the morning by you. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, well, early birds always get the first worm, so you're up and absolutely. <laughs> Okay, well, Jennifer, welcome to podcast episode number 92. And I'm just going to tell everyone a little bit about you. So Jennifer is the founder of the Business Love Academy, which is based in London. And she has had over three decades of experience in her own businesses and key management roles with major companies where she had huge success with coaching her teams, troubleshooting and turning the businesses around to achieve multi-million contracts and seven figure turnovers she now devotes her time to working with highly motivated awakening inspired men and women who are passionate about doing what they love and making a difference in the world in her work jennifer intuitively connects with source and channels business wisdom helping her clients to shift mind body and soul from where they are to where they want to be they get clear on their vision and create a lifestyle that supports their business and celebrates their life purpose she has formulated the business soul shift principles. And these are a unique, powerful process of nine success principles combined with her intuitive coaching and the very powerful emotional freedom technique to transform her client's pain to positivity and their problems to possibility. They shift from being stuck to being irresistible. Wow, that's very attractive. <laughs> and Jennifer is also a speaker, an author, a blogger, an EFT master practitioner, an intuitive life and business coach, an event producer, and a podcast presenter. Her mission is to help her people move from fear to love, become the best version of themselves, and use their unique genius to make the world a better place. Jennifer, welcome, welcome to the Rare Birds podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. I love what you're doing with your Rare Birds and Secret Birds and, you know, your work around the world with young people, young women, and yeah, anything to support that. Yes, thank you so much. I do appreciate um, your kind words. That's very nice. So Jennifer, we are going to talk about a very interesting topic today. So lovely rare ones. Today's topic of discussion is why entrepreneurs don't fit into the system. But before we jump into the topic, I'd like you, Jennifer, just to share with us a little bit about sort of your background. I know you come from a corporate background, but how did you arrive at where you are right now? You want to share a little bit of your story with us? 
Yes. Oh, it's, it's, it's well, uh, with over three years of story to tell, I don't know how I'm going to get it, get it all into you can, give us, you can give us the short version. I can give you the short version. Okay. So, uh, I started in business, uh, at the age of 18 as dance hairdresser. <clears throat> then I married my fiance, then, you know, started to, you know, uh, start a family and then, we opened our first business, which was a children's designer, um, designer wear importing from France and America, Italy. And I actually got beaten up in the shop. So we stopped that one. No, <laughs> uh, and um, uh, yeah, it was, it was not a nice experience. So I actually went back to hairdressing and I quickly moved through um, just being a normal hairdresser in the West End of London then becoming a deputy head of a major London school. Now, in between the, my 18-year-old first business and uh, being, becoming like a deputy head of a major London hairdressing school, my youngest son, my, sorry, my eldest son, developed asthma mm. uh, and eczema, and I didn't want him to have any of the um, farm, you know, big pharma uh, chemical movements. So thinking and researching and um, uh, bookshops the mine um, and started to uh, look for alternative treatments and next to the alternative treatment books were books on um, self-development and uh, personal development then across life coaching and I thought oh this looks interesting and I read about the process of life coaching and I thought, actually this is how I operate when I'm working with my students mm. with my staff Mm. Uh, and it's all about asking in, in deeper questions. So it's about inquiry rather than telling people what to do because mentor is more, okay, this is how I've done it. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Whereas coaching is all about asking the right questions of the person. And everybody has their answers within themselves. And once you find your answers, you're more inclined to follow your own um tasks and goals and um you come right. to your own realization about how you want to do things so when whenever somebody would come to me with um a problem say a student or member of staff come to me with a problem when i'd say well how do you think you would do it mm. and with your training or with your um job spec what, what what are the steps that you would take and how would you fathom this out and how would you make this happen then they explained to me what they would do. And they said, okay, well, go ahead and do it and come back and report to me. Mm. So I thought, right, from these books, I was thinking, okay, I love this life coaching model. Um, let me take it and develop it more in my, you know, within my work. And it wasn't until I actually got divorced and mm. moved down to the Southeast Coast that I actually took my diploma in 2005. And I thought, right, then I would start my coaching business which is what I did in 2005 and then started learning about um, how to do uh, business coaching as well. So from all that, time, that's how I come to be doing what I'm doing. Wow. Well, that wasn't very long, Jennifer. You made it seem like it was going to be so long. That wasn't very long. Well, I cut huge chunks, which I might cover in as we go along. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, like having to deal with my husband's lymphoma and having to oh, wow. um, you know, deal with divorce and having to deal with being beaten up in my shop and having to keep going through all of that, keep the business going, keep the, you know, the family going. And yeah, so this longer, I thought, well, let me just see this and then we can get on with you know, 
whatever you want to ask me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sorry all of that happened to you, but I've learned that, you know, hell is our greatest teacher. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that. I call it, I call it learning and burning, sorry, burning and learning. Because my mom, she's from Jamaica and I was born in Jamaica. And mm -hmm. she yes. has this phrase that you have, you, have to go, you have to go through fire to make steel, right? Or to make steel, she would say. Mm -hmm. And it's all about going through the fire, burning and learning those lessons that you think of their mistakes or disappointments or betrayals or whatever you think they may, may be. Mm -hmm. Within all that poo, there is a gem. So have a look at that. Find the gem within... The, the, the mistake or whatever it is you're, you're going through, the hardship you're going through, find what that lesson is and bring that with you to do better in the future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, and I'm, I'm glad you, you said that you're Jamaican because you are, you are Jamaican. And you know, our, our community is geared towards um, early stage entrepreneurs and developing economies. So it's important that you, you mentioned that you are from the Caribbean. I'll bet you, you grew up in London. Your, your roots yes. are in Jamaica. Yes, yeah, indeed. Jamaica. So big up Jamaica. Okay, so yeah. let's jump. Let's jump into the topic. So, what I'd like you to um, to define or talk about, um, rather, is how do you how do you explain the term or the idea of not fitting in to the system? Because I've got my own idea of what I think that means, and I'm sure <laughs> the list and the listeners do as well. So since we're talking about entrepreneurs and the tendency for entrepreneurs to not fit into the system, and I know a lot of people that you work with, they don't want to fit into those systems. So that's why they choose to become entrepreneurs. But what does that mean, not fitting into the system? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Okay, so let's define entrepreneurs as opposed to business owners or business, right. business owner. Okay, so to my mind, a business owner who, who is, um, is someone who's actually... Uh, perhaps gone into um, college and university and learned how to you know, do business administration, um, business management. They're following some kind of system to get to where you know, um, they need to be. So they, they, they do a plan, um, you know, have an idea, do a plan and take action on the plan. And they, they do, do the normal day-to-day, -day, you know, provide a service for... Um, a service of product for a profit and they're watching the figures and they're watching the staff and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. For me, an entrepreneur is somebody who has an idea, an innovation, um, something that's a bit different from what's out there. There's something that's really um, needed in the marketplace, mm -hmm. but it's not the norm. Mm -hmm. And they take the risk of putting it out there on show to the, to the big wide world to say, hey, this is what I've got. I know mm -hmm. there's a problem. This is what I've got. It's a bit different, but I'm prepared to take the risk to attract people to come and um, have a look at this thing that I've got on offer. Mm -hmm. I believe the term came from, um, it's, I think it's a French term from back in the Victorian times where um, people were putting on shows, like the greatest showman kind of thing. They put on shows mm -hmm. and they'd back um, circuses and they'd back um, theatre and things like that and take a risk on this thing that they want to show out to and I think that's where the term entrepreneurial uh, you know, entrepreneur came from. Mm -hmm. Now, as an entrepreneur, you are more likely to want to buck against the system. Like Steve Jobs would mm -hmm. be somebody typical or maybe Richard Branson who has an idea and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to put this out there and I'm going to take the risk and show the world that this is really needed. Mm -hmm. And um, 
taking the risk is the hardest thing because if you follow a normal system, yeah, you start your business and then you're less, you're, you're eliminating the risk because you're doing something that's already been done before and, you know, there's a clear path to, to an entrepreneur. There is no clear for success. But nowadays, I don't even want to try and fit into a system because usually you think, they think, okay, right, okay, um, I've got this idea, so what's the path to get it to, to market? Um, and every turn, it's like, well, I don't want to do it, I don't want to do it this way, I don't want to do it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas nowadays, it's more likely to, they're not even wanting to try a system, they just want to do it their way, work in with the individual, what does the individual want? What mm -hmm. is, what's missing in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. what, how can I create something that, that, um, that um, people, aren't buying because there isn't something there for them to buy um i don't know if you've heard of the blue ocean strategy or um, um blue ocean uh i can't remember the name of the authors uh creating a blue ocean as opposed to a red ocean mm -hmm. is, um okay so you'd have the red ocean where there's only so much pie there's only so much sea to to be surrounding okay mm -hmm. and you are coming into the marketplace now with a tiny like you're going to take a share of that marketplace. You're going to take a share of that 100% mm -hmm. from somebody else. Okay, so there's competition. There's, um, you know, you're going out there and you're taking somebody else's share of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And there's people out there that, um, you're, that you're looking and you think, okay, well, these people aren't buying. Why aren't they, why aren't they buying? If you're taking 10% a 10 share of the marketplace, right, there's 80% of people out there that aren't buying what you've got. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. why what is it that's missing that why they're not buying all right so what you do is you create a blue ocean and service those people who aren't mm -hmm. buying those normal everyday products there's got to be something that's missing mm -hmm. so what is that thing so i'm going to create that so i can have my own blue ocean mm -hmm. now the red ocean is 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 the sharks it's like sharks eating each other and causing a bloodbath in this ocean so it's a red ocean mm -hmm. and trying, you know um uh you know kill each other off i'm going to take a share of yours and there's this war going on whereas if you create a blue ocean it's your own it's your, nobody there's no competition because it's your own thing so you're going to do your thing your way for the people that need your product or service because it's not anywhere else there is no competition you go out there and you do your thing so um nowadays especially when people are coming from the corporate and they're, you know, they're, they're, um, they're, you can easily start your own business with the internet facilities, you know, with Amazon, um, the marketplace or Etsy, or there's so many avenues for you to actually put your thing out there into the marketplace mm -hmm. without having this competition. You, you know, do your own thing. But what's missing, what I'm finding is that they haven't got the experience. They haven't got the, they might have the passion, might have the idea, but mm -hmm. they haven't got the business side of things sorted out. Plus, they haven't got confidence, they've got the mindset, their, um, you know, the, um, the courage, all of that kind of thing. Is That's what I actually help my entrepreneur, entrepreneurs deal with, the emotional and the mindset struggles. That's what I help my, my clients deal with because they have, wouldn't have gone through the system or through the, the um, college or some kind of training. They've just got the idea and they're going to go out there into the marketplace up against all these barriers and these mindset. And it's normally internal. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, a normal business owner would have taken the, you know, taken the steps and fitted into the system. Now, the system, 
system. The system is the normal media, the normal um, like social media, the newspapers, um, Facebook ads, all of that kind of system is um, people not wanting to fit into that more are wanting to um, talk to the individual in their own way. Like get out there and speak to people, um, doing inward bounding marketing. Like so you're going out there and getting, bringing the bacon back rather than doing outward. I can't remember which way around the term is, but it's like you're going out there talking to people. What do you want? What do you need? Let's supply that for you. Rather than um, doing the attraction marketing, going out there and saying, um, uh, you know, doing, um, doing like Facebook ads and things like that. They, a lot of people don't even want to be doing that. Some people are really coming away from social media as well. They really get on the ground and talk to people, talk to the individual. What do you, what do you really want? And I'll help you to have that. Right. So just to, um, to clarify, an entrepreneur is someone who is solving a problem. They've got a big idea. They're generally going against the grain. They, um, they don't fit in. They, they have some kind of issue with the system or how things are traditionally moving along. So they're quite unorthodox. And a business owner is someone that they own a business. It could be a small business and they're providing a service but they're not necessarily solving a big problem. They're not necessarily going against the grain. They're just, they're just offering a service and they're being paid in return for that. Is that? Yeah. I mean, a business, a business owner could be solving a big problem as well, but they tend right. to be working in a systematic way. You know, the same old, same old, um, you know, they, they could be an accountant doing their accountancy. Right. And they could be just like doing, okay, well, this is what accountancy is. We're a big accountancy firm. This is the system. This is what the government wants. We're just going to go and do what's needed. Whereas I have a client who has um, defined his market as um, working with um, expats in America. Mm-hmm. And he, there's certain things that need to be done and need to be um, forms that need to be filled in that a lot of expats don't know about. Mm. And the system, so to, their money against the IRS and um, you know like giving too much to the IRS and, and paying like two lots of tax one for the UK and one for the US he knows the information and he helps people to um, not have to get in trouble with either governments um, and that's how he set himself up as specific to service the need that is not being serviced elsewhere mm. so that's that's the kind of thing so and He's gone out and said, okay, well, I've got something that's really needed. I'm going to find, um, you know, set myself up and find those people who need my services. Mm. And I can't do it the way that everybody else is doing it. I have to do it in a different way. I've got to maybe go networking. I've actually got to travel to America. I've got to travel to Europe. I've got to find these people because they don't even know that there's something that's missing. I've got to go and find them. Mm. So and then he's created his own blue ocean. I think he's, I don't think there's many other people out there that's doing the same thing as a specific um, offering to the, to the marketplace. Yeah. And I, I like that you made the distinction. So for example, you can be someone that say, let's say you're a, a web designer, you're providing a service, you're a small business owner, that's what you do. But the on, an entrepreneur would be someone who, okay, they know web design, they know web design skills and tools, but they've identified a very big problem. They're solving it by creating some app or some kind of revolutionary tool that's going to almost redefine the way websites are designed and help their clients maybe more efficiently and quickly. And they're bringing that to the market. That would be the entrepreneur. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And I agree with that as well. And I think there's a lot of debate. I, at least I know in the past, I don't know about now between business owner versus entrepreneur and are they the mm -hmm. same and et cetera, et cetera. So <clears throat> people that don't fit in generally become entrepreneurs. Why do you think that is? What is it about not fitting in? That's entrepreneurial. Uh, I think nowadays, I think we've evolved as human beings to be like looking at the matrix the system that you know what we've always been told um how things are looking at the news newspapers and believing what's mm -hmm. being pumped out to us right mm -hmm. i think nowadays people are actually waking up on a more spiritual level and thinking okay i'm not going to conform to what i've, I've you know through this system mm -hmm. um going through college you know going to school college university and i've mm -hmm. come into the big wide world and i'm seeing if internet is international mm -hmm. and i'm seeing how we're manipulated and how we're being um controlled and how we're being um made to put into our little cubicle and being isolated from everywhere else and i'm able to travel across the world via my internet via my um by social media and see how people are operating and seeing how um, people, what conversations are going on and I'm seeing how um, you know what's really needed and plus emotionally spiritually I'm evolving myself I'm not having I don't want to fit into this box I want to develop myself I want to know more about my own self I want to know um, I want to express myself more freely I want to um, uh, you know, speak my truth. I want to come from a place of authenticity. And as I'm doing that, I'm finding that there's certain people that believe in what I believe too. Mm -hmm. It's like Simon Sinek. I don't, I don't know if you know Simon Sinek and um, his... Uh, yes, of um, course. Uh, Simon, be begin yeah. with why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's about uh, finding your sole purpose, finding your... Um, while you're here, living your dharma, coming in place within and bringing that out. Mm -hmm. And I think more and more people are finding this, and I think there's been a shift in the world spiritually as well, that um, shifting the planet in the stars or whatever, but more and more people are waking up mm -hmm. and saying, hey, something has got to be done about the environment. Mm -hmm. Something's got to be done about the um, political system. Something's got to be done about the uh, education, the religious system. Something's got to be done because people are not happy. We're meant to be happy and free. So why aren't we? Why, why are we going through 40 years of jobs that we are not happy in and then to live like 10 years of trying to live on what we lived on before before we die you know why why is that happening we should be happy and free we've got all the resources on the planet mm -hmm. shared out equally and fairly and stop and you know um get everybody into the mindset of loving each other giving being um you know being fair being kind if, if we've got into that kind of more and more mindset, it's easy to do, um, the world would be such an amazing place. So how can I, as the entrepreneur, how can I, as the free thinking spirit, how can I make a difference? What have I got to offer the world? And lots of people are bringing their experiences, their learning and burning, their innovations, they really want to get that up marketplace to make it a better world completely from that standpoint not just to make the money they want meaning behind the money now it's not about the you know the, the business and i know so many 
um, entrepreneurs who've gone done that route. It's like, yeah, I'm making money, I'm doing it, mm. and I'm not happy. I'm just not happy with what I'm doing. So what happened to make me happy? What can I bring out there to help make the world a better place and bring meaning and fulfillment to my life at the same time as doing to other people? Yeah, yeah. I think there are also a lot of people who they don't they've they don't fit in. They've never actually fit in. But for the yes. sake of having to pay bills or having to support family or whatever the case may be, they just settle into quote unquote jobs or mm -hmm. Or they even pursue careers because of um, expectations from family or because, you know, they want to have the security. But deep down inside, they don't want to be a part of those traditional systems. They don't want to participate. They don't believe in them for, you know, political reasons, yeah. value reasons or what have you. Mm -hmm. But they just end up um, in those jobs. So how, firstly, what do you think about <clears throat> people who don't want to be in those jobs, like you said, they don't, they don't fit into the system, but they end up staying there and they actually never leave. They actually never end up pursuing or doing what, what they want to do. What, what do you find usually ends up, what ends up happening to those people? You think they become bitter? They become miserable, unhappy? Okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, when I look at my, my mom, I mean, I think she, and she's not a good example actually because she actually really loved her job so who can i think of um i know retired people who um they they seem to have this air of regret around them you know mm. they they would have pursued you know maybe the, the, the normal job but in the background they're musicians or they would have been singers or they would have been writers they would have um you know they they've had ideas i know someone right now who's like in the, and he's he's got this great yeah and um he's he i think he's been sitting sitting on it and trying to do something in the background with it for about five six years and mm -hmm. the money that's needed to to make that happen make bring that thing to the marketplace is um uh, he hasn't got it mm -hmm. and even to pursue investors uh, you know getting um dragons or, or angels to come and help him to, to look it out there that mm -hmm. is a job in itself mm. so to risk taking time out from family which is really important taking time out from getting your own rest which is in, um, important before you go back to work mm. sometimes your your ideas and your your dreams are just sitting in a cupboard somewhere and it's like when you get to that retirement stage, oh i wish i had more time and i wish i could have done this and how many people are out there benefit from this and I haven't been able to do it mm. but at least my family's okay my kids are educated they're looking yeah. you know they're, they're um you know everybody's happy the, there's food on the table the, the mortgage is paid the rent's paid we've got a nice car life but my heart is yearning for this thing to be what mm -hmm. we first so there's there's always an element of regret from people who have never pursued their you know they go to their grave with their what's the term there's not being sung. <laughs> yeah, the heart, the heart, the heart is yeah. never, the heart is never really full when you haven't. Yeah. When you haven't, because um, I always say we're all here on assignment on this in this earth in this space whatever you know. Yes. I always, and I feel like when you don't get to fulfill your assignment, you you become very resentful. You become very bitter. Um, yes. You come. You become sort of um, 
you lose your soul, you know, because we are soulful mm. beings existing in this, for me, at least, when, you know, how I view things, existing in these physical bodies and the soul has to flourish and the only way it can flourish is if it's pursuing that assignment. And I think deep down inside, you know what you're meant to do, but you can't escape for whatever reason or, or, or is that fair? And, and now to the next question, which is those people will actually take the risk and they, they leave those jobs or they leave those careers and they step into that entrepreneurial space. That takes a lot of courage, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. It is, it's the biggest thing. It's like you, it's like walk, it's the leap of faith. You know, mm. the fool stepping off the side of the mountain, what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. Not sure, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you've got something new going on. You have no idea if your results and your, from your research, um, is actually going to pan out, you know, is, it, is, is this going to be okay? Am I going to be okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to make a fool of myself. It's the biggest thing. You do need an enormous amount of courage. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why support around all of that is really, really important. Yeah, yeah. And what do you find, based on your experience, because you, you coach people who, who are specifically doing this, what do you find is that breaking point or that defining moment when they decide, okay, it's time to go? Could you just repeat that? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. No worries. What do you, because I was saying you, you work with these people who are actually doing this based on your experience from your clients, what is that defining moment or what happens that clarifies in their mind? It's time to go. Like, what is that breaking point? I think for everybody, it's at, um, uh, a different, uh, different point. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if you're asking, you know, what's the breaking point for them to actually step into entrepreneurial and just, leap, you know, take that leap of faith. I think something happens where it crushes your soul and mm. you think, hey, I'm done. I cannot do this anymore. There's something, something's got to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm, this is not what I'm here for. I have something's got to change. I've got to move forward. And some people then start to take the steps while still being in, the, in, in employment, in the background, they then sacrifice the family time and, and you know, um, sell the car and move into a house, as well as, you know, keeping the ticking, ticking over the money coming in and then put, you know, divert their money towards their, their, um, their heart self, as I call it. And, or they just cut, just cut all the ties and say, Hey, this is it. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm out of here. Mm. Their resignation and then they're just uh, on a wing and a prayer, just going out there and, and saying, okay, I've got to make, got to be done. I'm burning my bridges. I'm burning my ships. I cannot turn back. Mm-hmm. So something happens like if there's a inside mm-hmm. like, anymore, I'm done. I've got to move on. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens when they come to you? Can you, without giving away too much, can you kind of talk us through that process and what that's like when they, when they approach you and they say, okay, I've done it and now I'm ready to, to, to really step into that space and, 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 and fulfill my, my assignment, do my thing, passion, purpose, whatever you want to call it. <clears throat> okay, so where I actually, they would have been in business for two, two, five, two to five years already they they're not just starting out okay um there's a lot of um startup business coaches out there and that's absolutely fine but where i come in is where you've actually been doing the do you're getting great results for other people 
but you're you now want to lift your and raise your game okay so coming from the point of view like years ago when when i was working with startups um and they um come into the marketplace what i find what i found then was um that they have done enough research they don't know if their thing is going to work and they're really passionate about a particular thing mm-hmm. and it is um they haven't tested they're getting mediocre results or then they can't see where they need to make the money but they're selling they're not making enough money mm. but they still believe it's like i've got it this thing works it works it works some money's coming in but they're not making profit they're not being able to feed themselves or um you know they they um they're just so bad it's like having a baby nobody can tell you your baby's ugly your baby's the most beautiful baby on the planet mm. uh, you're, you're cuddling this baby you're feeding it nurturing it and whatever and people coming up and saying hey you know what you've got an ugly baby here mm-hmm. how are you gonna hold your baby and you say no 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 my baby's beautiful that's some entrepreneurs come in and they just won't let go of original idea um and have and maybe change a few things to make it actually work mm. and they stick with it and they hang on to it because it's their babies that they're passionate about this thing um other others other people they're really easy to um see okay i can see where i need to let go of my actual original vision mm-hmm. and i need to get clicked into um i need to shift my into actually serving the person the people and tweaking what I've got to serve rather than hanging on to what I've got to, because it's so wonderful and not actually serving the people. Mm. Yeah. So it's, it's that, that mindset of what's really needed here. Mm-hmm. I'll hang on to the element of my passion, um, my, my product service, but I need to now shift my, my, my passion and my drive to actually make it work and serve the people. What did they actually need? Mm. So that's coming from the phase. Um, when people actually come to me they've been in business already and they're getting results but for themselves they're not getting the not seeing the payback or the the, um, the revenue or the um, fulfillment that they would get mm. but they're getting it for their clients and they're getting it for their for their customers but for them it's like there's something not quite right mm. so I take a look at their business take a look at what's going on for them and then do those tweaks so that they can actually now start feeling fulfilled and, and um, you know, bringing meaning to their own, that, that side of their business um, for, their, for their own selves and raise their business to the next level so that they're feeling fulfilled, they're getting the, the revenue they're after and um, at, at the same time still serving the client and serving their clients in a better way as well because they're now feel, feeling fulfilled. Mm. And what is the success rate of people that, that come, you know, you said you, they come to you sort of two years, two years in. What is the success rate in terms of them actually um, developing, scaling, and, and building successful businesses? Uh, in that time or with working with me? No, no, no. I mean, not from working with you, but sort of yeah, yeah. Their, their individual sort of journey. Do they their, do a lot Their of- individual uh, journey. I mean, they're beginning uh, sort of break even, just over break even like that sort of they're ticking over they're mm. sustaining themselves sort of thing so um you know it is it isn't the success that they thought they would get mm. um it is like we're just just about managing here we but we can keep going you know we can keep going but 
yeah it is um or you know they're at the point of like well okay if this isn't going to rise if this could go the way I want, um i'm willing to go back and get a job that's how bad it is mm. so that's the point at which they you know they i find they find me and you know we take it to the next level um but there are people out there that are really getting getting on with it you know they tend to be the ones who have found mentors people mm-hmm. who've already done the journey and the, you know the mentoring being met um or they're dealing you know where with a coach you know they've got some kind of support system going on uh they tend to be the ones that are having more success the ones who like maybe haven't found the right coach or, the, or found the right mentor uh they're sort of doing it as as you know like well as a work person uh, no, 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 I don't want to fit into their system because it's all about the money and I'm not about the money. I just want to, I want to make sure that my actual clients are being serviced and I don't want to just be making the money. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a particular coach, in fact, that I've um, watched over the last five, six years. When she first got into the marketplace, she was making lots of money. I mean, she was making a lot of money and I was thinking, oh my gosh, fantastic. She's doing it, she's doing it. And when I looked at who she was working with, I thought, oh, no. I don't want to work like I don't want to work with this person because it's all about you know the money and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then just uh, early last year, 2017, she started writing in, in her blogs about the fact that she doesn't want to do that anymore. She doesn't want to work in like that. It was it felt empty. It felt um, like no soul in the way she was working. Mm. And so she took some time out. And she's come back and working with her clients now on a soul level basis, on a meaningful basis and, and getting helping her clients be fulfilled. Then the money comes, you know, and then she's she's only she's feeling more fulfilled. She's feeling more um, I'm actually delivering a service here. I'm actually making meaning of my business. So um, in terms of your question, success rate is <laughs> you know by the time they get to me they're they're like on the verge of okay um there isn't i'm not i'm not getting the success that i need here uh, i either have to get a job or you've got to help me jen because it's got something's got to change yeah yeah I, and i want to um i want to shift the conversation a little bit because i think a big part of this is also because we we're really on the point of not fitting in i think you yeah. have to you have to recognize you have to have a level of self awareness to understand first and foremost i don't fit in i think that's important yes. yes and i think a lot of times because we're so wired to fit in and to try to yeah. belong that we can be in denial of the fact that we don't fit in. But when you, when you become self-aware and you really sit down and assess yourself in your life, you realize I've never fit in. I don't fit yeah. in. I'm not like most people and, and that's okay. And then once you really accept that, I think you can move, you can move forward. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about that? Or expand? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's accepting that it's okay not to be okay. It mm-hmm. is perfectly fine not to be okay because we are all individual there isn't another person like you on the planet mm-hmm. um you are uh, perfectly qualified to be you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, know, you don't need an exam to be you you don't need to be um you know have um validation to be you it's absolutely mm-hmm. perfectly fine to mm-hmm. be you mm-hmm. and to be authentic and the more authentic you are about yourself and say this is who i am mm-hmm. this is the and getting to know that that that's when you start to free yourself up 
then you start to be fully self-expressed. And then the people who are going to see your light and see your star and want to be around you, then, then they come and say, hey, oh my gosh, thank you. There is another person like me. I know we're not exactly the same, but you, we believe the same things. And we believe and, you know, we, we um, uh, I, you, you, you know, I, 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 I will be in your light. I want to be in your light. Mm-hmm. And then let's see what you've got to offer sort of thing. So it's, it's actually vital to be your own self. You know, Richard Branson, he was always being himself, failing and starting and failing and starting and knowing that what he's got is not going to fit in, into somebody else's box. Um, uh, Lord Sugar, he's another one. Um, Steve Jobs, I mean, it, it, it's the suffering he went through to be, to be and not be somebody else, you know. Um, but at the same time, if you, if you, you know, just think that you, it's okay not to be okay, then the suffering goes. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I'm just me. And these, these are my ideas. And finding something to help you, to support you in your own ideas rather than make you conform. Mm-hmm. You know, be committed to your own self. Don't conform to anybody else's ideas. Yeah, and that's what makes you rare, right? I mean, a big part of this platform, yeah. I know for me, starting this platform is because, um, I mean, I recognize that I, I didn't fit in into a lot of spaces. And I think when you, you you feel a bit uncomfortable in your own skin and you start to realize that you're different. But when you own that, you're like, okay, this is me. And I think that can either become your your motivation to to kind of keep moving or you can it can almost cripple you. So hopefully you don't let that cripple you and you just kind of accept that and you realize, you know what? Okay. People are going to be drawn to me because I am this way or, mm-hmm. they're, or they're going to misunderstand you, which is okay too, but you have to yeah. be comfortable with that. And you may be labeled a bit of a rebel. You know, some people mm-hmm. may think, okay, these people, they don't respect authority. They resist authority. They don't do well. But I think again, I'm not sure. I think, it's just more about being misunderstood than anything else. And I think people who do go against the green, I guess, are, are considered rule breakers. But those are the ones who are out there doing things differently or trying to do things differently. And they want, yeah. to, create, they want to create things that are meaningful and they want to create things that other people can be a part of as well, which, which is not traditional, you know, the traditional systems. Yeah, absolutely. And I think secretly people who... Yeah, see, secretly they they want to. They're they're actually jealous. They're actually jealous of the ones who are out there, um, you know, doing it and showing, you know, fully expressing themselves. They're, they're, they they want to. Um, they themselves are too scared to take the risk, so they want to stay mediocre. They want reasonable. They want to stay comfortable. And so, with the jealousy, they now start picking at or trying to tear down those people who are being like fully self-expressed and being different mm-hmm. so that they eventually might come and join them being mediocre, comfortable and reasonable so that they, you know, they, they come back down, back down mm-hmm. into the, to, you know, with everybody else. Don't, don't, you know, I'm going to pull you down because I'm jealous and I don't want you to be up there looking like you're succeeding, fully self-expressed, being your own self. It's not fair. Why can't I do that? I'm not going to let you. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull you down. That's, that's what I believe about the people who are, you know, <laughs> um, staying conformed, you know? 
Yeah. And I think that's, that's, you know, it's good that you point that out because I think that's, that's an unfortunate thing that happens, but it's quite common. And I think yes. for those who are listening in, because as you know, our, our listeners are all early stage, you know, this may be something that they're going through. And I think in the beginning, it's hard because you're not used to it, but you've got to, yeah. I think it's very important. I know for me, I've just accepted that that's a part of it. People are going to talk. People are going to say things. People are going to misunderstand you. People are going, that's, and that's perfectly fine. That should not affect your life that shouldn't phase you you should be so solid in who you are that that stuff is just like water off the duck's back and you just keep on absolutely and because you're doing what you want to do and just continue to shine your light and do your thing and that's all that matters and you know i feel like in the end you will you will inspire some people and you will be a motivator to some people to go out there and do their their thing as well absolutely or or you'll have those people that'll just be, like you said, they'll be jealous. And that's okay. That's okay. Jealousy is, it's normal. It's natural. But I think it's what you choose to do with that, how you channel that jealous energy, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think um, the fact that somebody's jealous or they're trying to pull you down, actually, you've, you've, um, that is a good thing because you're being noticed to mm. be able to off you're being noticed, you're being taken into account. And it's like, yeah, that's somebody, somebody's, putting me down and making me, uh, making a mockery of me. Fantastic. That's free advertising. That's free, yeah. um, recognition. That's, like, free, that's free PR. That's free PR. Free PR indeed. So yeah, so it's, it's, there's no such thing as, um, uh, uh, as bad publicity, put it that way. It's yeah. like somebody's taking note of what I'm doing. Yeah. And in terms of um, the, the hanging in there with your own self-belief, it is more important to be your own self Mm-hmm. than to believe in your product or service because sometimes a product yeah. or service can ha- will have to be changed like i, I said before mm-hmm. sometimes it's got to be tweaked sometimes it's got to change completely but so long as you know within your own self that you are on the right path you're doing the right thing you're being self-expressed and um you you will allow for the changes and the evolution of your product or service um then you you're, you'll be fine and you, you just hang in there like you say you have got to have your, your self-belief yeah and that's why that's why you know i'm so glad you said that because i think so much of the early stages of of being on this entrepreneurial path particularly and i'm saying entrepreneurial path because i mean the people with the big ideas the people who are really trying to do crazy stuff i I think the first few years are all about that confidence and that self-belief i think i think it's more emotional and mental than technical and i think that's why it's so important to have platforms such as this one and others that support those early stages because there's so much emphasis on the technical stuff. But I think if you don't have your mind right, the, the technical, I mean, the technical stuff is, is the easiest stuff, you know, cause it's, it's tried and tested, but it's that self-belief. It's that, you know, getting those things out of your head. It's, it's, it's all of that emotional stuff that you have to work through initially yeah. that, that can really make or break you yeah absolutely and and it's it's not the emotional stuff in, initially it's it's continual it's yeah. like you always because we're emotional beings and we are um you know we we're evolving we we do need support all the way through so having a platform like yours mm-hmm. is, is crucial you know you you're supporting so many people in it's inspiring um you know there's and there's there's more you know more avenues out there coming to as a collective, lots of different collectives going on um, out there with supporting people with their beliefs and their ideas. So it's really important to get that support. Otherwise, your confidence and courage will just go down the pan. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. So what are your parting words, your final words for um, our listeners who realize, okay, I don't, I don't fit in. I'm not a part of this system. I think the entrepreneurial thing may be for me, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Could you just repeat that question? It, you, you, dipped, you dipped out for me. On, sure. On, the yeah. question was, what are your, yeah. par- your parting words yes. for those listeners who realize yeah. they, they don't fit in? They're, yes. not a part, they're not a part of traditional systems and they want to do something but they're not entirely sure. I, to those people, I say, put your toe in the water. Um, I'm quite sure if they want to try out or, you know, take the risk. For me, I say, stay in your job or do or whatever it is you're doing. If you, even if you have another type of business, stay there, but do what I call play projects. Okay for 30 days try out your idea or your business or your service for as if it's already in business for 30 days at the end of 30 days assess whether it's um, any kind of traction attraction any kind of problems or challenges that are coming up that you can't actually deal with or you are prepared to deal with and get over and how it feels being in that space of out for 30 days being an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. And if it's feeling good, even with the struggles, just keep going for another 30 days and get to progress it in the background as you're going along. Okay. Yeah. And then at, at the end of 60 days, reassess. And then at the end of 90 days, then find some, get some help from somewhere, get a coach, get a mentor, get somebody who's already doing it. Um, but take the steps and know that you're 90 days, three months. Yeah, and today's you've got something that you're feeling really good about. It feels amazing to be in that space, but get help, get support to take you through the phase through the phase of taking that leap from the job into fully being um, uh, a uh, an entrepreneur, fully supporting yourself, sustaining yourself, and your family, the business. But test it out first. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's excellent advice. So thank you so much for sharing that. So where can we find you? Where are your details, your website, your email address, your social media, all that good stuff? Okay. All of my social media is my name. So it's Jennifer Beaumont hyphen white. And as you're listening, it's Jennifer, J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R, B-E-A-U-M-O-N-T, little dash, hyphen, white is W-H-Y, Bianchi, T-E, which is a Scottish spelling. So if you add .com onto that, it's my website. Um, If you want to add jbw at jenniferbonewhite.com, that's my email. And I'm everywhere on social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, jenniferbw1. Um, and everywhere else, I'm Jennifer Bummer White. Awesome. Okay. And do you want to share an email address in, in, in the event that anyone wants to contact you or do you prefer if they reach out to you on social media? The email. I've just, I've just mentioned the email, but I'll say it again. It's JBW. Okay. All okay. JBW at Jennifer Beaumont hyphen white.com. 
Oh, that is the email. Okay, I thought that was just the website yeah, yeah. address. Sorry about that. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah no, I said, I said the website address, but then if you want to add my, my initials to that, then at jenniferbobblewhite.com. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And is there anything that we can do for you? Anything that you're looking for? Uh, maybe a collaboration, maybe um, some support on something, anything at all? Okay, so um, at the moment I'm running uh, an online coaching um, platform. I've already got a few people on in the moment, but um, at the moment I'm in, in transition to put it all onto Thinkific. So if anybody would like to share that or look at it as a, as a membership to support them, it's, it's like very low cost coaching plus all the material around my business soul shift principle and um, we're running a retreat in June next year if people want to come on board on that but keeping in touch with me is um, you know with you know with everything that I'm putting out there you'll see what I'll be doing and if anybody would love to collaborate with me I'm all for collaboration for doing things that we're working with um, a wonderful woman um, who's in actually in the States we're going to be collaborating on doing this retreat thing to get the message out there that you are not on your own mm -hmm. you can, there is support out there um you'd like me to do for you guys as well i wouldn't mind collaborating on, on sharing things for you so mm -hmm. um yeah just look me up look at what i've got to offer involved on my my facebook uh, group live authentic which is what this is all about, what we're talking about, being you, being your own self, living and being real um, as an entrepreneur. Um, join my group um, and you'll get free stuff. You'll get inspired by people who are in there. They're really in inspirational people in the group as well. And there's lots of, in, you know, uh, learning and training and, and stuff that I'm doing in there as well to help you to move forward, to be you and be amazing. Wonderful. And I love retreats. I, I love retreats. I love going on retreats. I love I love all the the like the female retreats where a bunch of girls get together and, and it's they're so powerful. You know, you do yeah, yeah. so many amazing things. The the conversations, the relationships, the business, um, just everything thrives and come that come and that comes out of those retreats. They're absolutely amazing. And they're fun and you get good food and you yes. get to stay in, in nice places as well. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but it's those retreats are really an investment in yourself, in your business and in other people and in ideas. You invest in ideas, you invest in people's in, in, in people's ideas uh, when you're talking. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what the, the retreat's going to be about. It's for entrepreneurs. Um, this this time is actually for men and women. Oh, nice. Because sometimes I think we need to have the conversation from the men's point of view as well because sure. we are dual. We are, we are masculine and feminine within ourselves and we need to recognize our masculine strengths and our feminine strengths. Yes. And so do men. So we're bringing men into the um, retreat this year as well. Yes. And um, so we can actually share and blend ideas. The, com the, the conversation does change. It does shift shift when men are in the room. Yes, you know, and I think, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's important to have these conversations. And the conversations are happening in two, I find in two ways. They're happening in parallel. So for example, yeah. alongside each other, like this community, and I do have some men sometimes in, in the podcast that support women, obviously. And then you have men having their own conversations too. And I think it's healthy. 
for men to yes. have their own space to have conversations and for women to have their own space. So that's the first yeah. part. And then it's important to have them together. So I think, yes. I think both, both are necessary. I think you can't have one without the other. I think if yes. you're just having Absolutely. women talking alone Absolutely. and men talking alone and then not coming together, then it, it defeats the purpose. But I think everybody needs to have their own space too. But it's great when, when everyone gets together. But like you said, the conversation does shift when the different genders um, get together, you know, male, female, but non-binary people, everybody, when everybody gets together, yes, yes, the, yes. the conversations but, are, are much more dynamic and much more interesting, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, Jennifer, it has been a pleasure having you on from San Diego. San Diego sounds so lovely. I've never been, you know, I, you know, oh, you have to. I love to travel, but I've never actually been to California. I've never been to California. Oh my God, you've got to come. It's I my know. spiritual home. Since, really? the city, uh, since I was about 10, 11, I used to do my projects on California. And it's only since my youngest son's living here mm -hmm. um, for the last seven years, I've decided, you know what, it's time for me to move here, to be here. Every time I come here, my soul just lifts and good things happen. So, nice. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> I would love to do a road trip, sort of that West Coast road trip where you do California, Nevada, yeah. all of that. I would love to do that. Um, I think that would be a great trip. And it's funny because I lived in America for like close to a decade and I traveled all around, but I never got to California. And I think California. Well, that's going to be a special trip. <laughs> yeah, with flowers in my hair, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Um, I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing with men and with women, helping them. Um, it's never about just building a business. It's about transforming people's lives and helping people yes. to live healthier, fulfilling lives. Where Because when you're healthier and happier in your own life, you are a better person, you're a better mom, a better dad, a better girlfriend, yeah. a better, you're just a better human being. You, yeah, absolutely. Op you operate in a different way, you give more to the world. And, you know, it's just as cliche as it sounds, you bring more peace to the world when you're doing you, when you're just doing yeah. you. And you're helping people <laughs> to just really be and thrive. And that's really special work. So thank you so much for what you are doing. And we'd love to have you back on sometime. Oh, fantastic. And thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you're doing as well, because you're coming in from the younger end for the, you know, the, the women and girls, you're coming in from that perspective. And thank you for what you're doing as well. You're doing something really special. So thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, rare ones. Well, that is it for podcast episode number 92. And I hope you have enjoyed the conversation between Jennifer and I. I certainly have learned a lot and I hope you have as well. And you know where to reach Jennifer, how to reach her, or you can just contact me um, by email or through social media if you want more information. And until next time, stay rare. Bye for now.